Hello, hello everyone. I trust God that you are having a nice time in your in your houses, in your homes, in campuses, fellowships, or wherever you're listening to me. Um, it's me again. It's been a long time. I dropped um, any content here, but it's still a continuation series of protocol of encounters with God's presence and. I want to bring this uh, to everyone who who is a child of God, who is a minister out there, and also will need this podcast. So you do me a favor by ensuring that you share with friends, share with people, share with family, share with people who will really, really, really need this. I'm sharing. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Spirit of God. Thank you. Thank you, Father. All right, so let's crack on. Protocols of Encounters with God's Presence, Episode 3 episode three i'm going to be doing a build up to what i shared in episode two about questions asking questions asking questions and i'm just going to be uh, you know still buttressing on that just in a different light i'll be looking at this from the perspective of a minister of someone who is administering the presence now that, that's where I'll be addressing this from. So what are the questions that you should ask? Probably you're a pastor, you're an apostle, be it a marketplace, be it church, you know, anywhere you might be listening to me right now. Uh, how do you, how do you, what are the questions you ask when corporately you have an encounter with God's presence? Because now I from i'm speaking from the standpoint of that corporate gathering not just individuals now you as a minister you're in a corporate gathering and god's presence comes and visits people scripture gives us an instance in 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 the book of exodus when god will usually want to show himself corporately to the children of israel and moses is there hallelujah so God encounters his people corporately as well. So probably you're even listening to this podcast. What I'm saying will be of great importance to you. Be you a fellowship, campus fellowships, be you be you uh, uh, organizations, be you system businesses, any any sphere of influence. So far it's a corporate organization, corporate body. So this now, how do you as someone who is leading an organization, how do you you who, who as a minister you are administering god's presence in this in it god's presence comes visiting you guys in a place how do you actually maximize it what are the questions to ask number one question i'll be sharing with us is and i learned this so you just be hearing feedback of probably what i've learned from uh, from someone that i considered highly revered a mentor to me is what do you do when the presence of God comes? 
what do you do when the presence of God comes? It's amazing if I ask each and every one of us that question, what do you do when the presence of God comes? You find out that most of us don't really know what we should do when God's presence comes. We don't know. We don't know what to do when God's presence comes. Another thing is, how do you discern it? How do you discern the presence of God? Because for some now, it's it's almost like a, a, a mystery. How do you discern it? You can discern God's presence. How do you discern it? And these are the questions I want you to note down. Because I'll be answering them in the course of this series. I'll just be answering those questions. That will be my own, own podcast, my own contribution to the body of Christ. Thirdly, what is the presence here for? Questions you should ask. What is this presence here for? You know, it's not just enough. I said in the last time that we just have the presence of God in our meetings, but we should be able to have an understanding of what the presence of God is there for. What's that presence here for? I could remember when I was growing in the faith, this happens to form the basis of my interaction with God, both individually and corporately. Anytime I'm in God's presence, anytime I'm in a corporate gathering, there is this understanding I have. Scripture say where two or three are gathered is there in their midst. But much more, I am asking myself, what is God's presence here for? very 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 important now another question you the fourth question you must ask yourself as a minister when god's presence comes to you in a gathering in a place is how long does the presence tarry for how long does the presence tarry for we see this consistent throughout of scripture that the presence many of the times comes and then it just lifts. I mean, as a corporate body now, when the, when the presence of God visits a, a congregation, how long does the presence tarry for? And under this, how long does the presence tarry for? Is at what point in service, in the service, does the presence come? At what point in the service does the presence stick in? At what point in the service does the presence stagnate? I'm literally teaching you what I learned from Apostle René McLean. For more references concerning his teachings you could go on youtube go on any of his page apostle renin mclean he has teachings on the presence of god i just felt to push this out to the public to learn and glean hallelujah at what point and i would just i would just explain a little about at the uh, about those at what point in the service does the presence come at what point does it tick in at what point does the presence stagnate i just want to have a little discussion on that i just want to have a little chat on that are uh, you getting what i'm saying now so i will answer the remaining questions now the questions i'll be these questions i'll be addressing in the coming weeks they are regardless of they are not from Apostle and Macley. I will just be providing perspective and directions to help us maximize God's presence even more. At what point in service does the presence come? Mm. At what point does it come? Rootward Eflin said something very, very profound in one of her book, The Glory. She said, 
prays until the spirit of worship comes. He said, worship until the glory comes. When the glory comes, remain inside of it. Now, you must understand, the, the presence of God comes in the service at which it's a point at which the worship hits the climax. Now, the truth is this. Scripture said in John 4, 24, is that those that worship me, worship me in spirit and in truth. Hallelujah. Worship is one of those, is one of those, uh, one of those medium through which we can provoke, so to say, stir up the presence of God. So the point at which the glory comes is when you begin to worship to a point and you begin to say, what are the things that makes for the sign that his presence has come? You will see the spirit of brokenness. That brokenness is going to come upon people. And I'm, just, I'm not just talking about emotionalism. I'm not talking about people being emotional. I'm not talking about people crying. No, that can be an effect. But that's not what we look out for. Remember scripture. It said in Revelations, it said the 20 and 4 elders, they cry, holy, holy is the Lord God Almighty. And they cast forth their crowns. Is one of the attributes that his presence is there. There will be a there will be this there will be this 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 there will be this uh i will call it brokenness this surrenderedness i think that's the right word this surrenderedness one of the ways you know god's presence is in a place is this surrenderedness there is surrender you know when that presence comes, there is surrender. People cast forth their crowns. There is surrender. There is surrender. There is surrender. The Isaiah chapter 6 verse 1 said, In that day that King Uzziah, King Uzziah died, he said, I, Isaiah, I saw the Lord. And the proof I saw the Lord is, I saw myself the way I was. He said, I was a man with unclean lips. Second thing is, people begin to see their identity in God's presence. Glory to God. People begin to see. He said, we, Second Corinthians 3.18, he said, we, with open faces, beholding the glory of God as in a glass. We are being changed. There is, it's an atmosphere of, of that openness. Of openness. Things, identity. People begin to see who they really are in Christ Jesus. People are unveiled. There is liftings of veils. There is open face. There is no darkness. One of the way you know God's presence in the place, there is light. There is illumination. The veils are off. But one of the profound way I know that you know God's presence in the place is surrender. People just put it at his feet. They just surrender to him. Surrender. I was in a meeting. 2000 and 2017 I went to a, it was a youth gathering and the meeting was heavy the presence of God was so thick people were just yielding just surrendering all to the Savior surrendering all to God you could see people lifting their hands up and say Lord just have it it's a surrender <laughs> take my life <laughs> use it for your purpose use it for your glory 
Glory be to God. At what point in the service does the presence stick in? That's one of the questions you should ask. At what point? Because when you know the point at which the presence stick in, when you know the point at which the presence stagnates, one of the things you're going to know is this. Miracles becomes easy. Oh, miracles becomes easy. Miracles becomes easy. So three questions you must know is at what point does the presence come? At what point does the presence stick in? At what point does the presence stagnate? When the presence stagnates is those kind of revivals you hear that they were doing meetings for three weeks and miracles kept pouring in miracles kept pouring in how you know a presence is thickened is that even you the minister cannot stand in that glory cloud you can't stand to minister you can't at that point you are out of the you're out of the stage you just allowing jesus himself lead the congregation you can't stand when the glory thickened in the old testament the bible said the priests they could not minister they just fell down under the glory cloud. I've been in such meetings before. It tickings. And what you begin to see is a tick, tick cloud. You just begin to see, you begin to see all manner of signs pouring in. And you, the minister, you can't minister again. Jesus is not the one ministering to his congregation. At what point does the presence stagnate? I want you to understand this. At the point is stagnate is when there is no more distance between the heavens and the earth again meaning that you're beginning to see things that were invisible they are becoming visible you begin to see materiality of heaven substance in such meetings uh i once watched some of rootwood Eflin's meeting they began to have gold dust feelings of gold dust in meetings i've seen him in one of my meetings before 2018 we were in the meeting and there was a physical mist that place the glory of god has stagnated it had abide there was such a physical mist that invaded the place it was a it was a physical missed glory of god not just spiritual not just invisible it became visible at that point the distance between the heavens and the earth has been breached 2019 i was in a meeting and there was a physical fragrance of heaven invading the meeting there were substances from heaven coming into the meeting now at that point at that point there is no distance between the the heaven the heavenly fragrance materialized in the meeting why because the glory was there the presence and the glory was stagnated there hallelujah as a minister this these are very important i want you to take note of it i want you to take note of it take note of it as a minister at what point does the presence come at what point does it take in you must be able to discern at what point does the glory of god stagnate the presence of god stagnate in a place yes if you have if you do have any question feel free to reach me via my podcast via my social media page my facebook be it whatsapp anywhere ask me if you need to know more about the presence of god god bless you and let me just release a word of prayer to you 
I believe one of the reasons I'm sharing this is that the impartation of God's presence and glory invades you wherever you are. And that you're able to see the glory and the presence of God materialize in your environment, materialize in your rooms, materialize wherever you're listening to me. Right now, I release the word. Read the presence of Jesus. Let it invade your rooms, your privacy. Let it invade your heart. Let it invade you in the car listening to this. Let it invade you in your classroom, library. Let it invade you. Anywhere you find yourself, let the presence of God begin to materialize. You begin to see the materialization of heaven's resources, of heaven in your house. Let heaven invade your home in the name of Jesus. Let the presence of Jesus become more conscious to you than the air that you breathe in the name of Jesus Christ. Thank you, Father. Thank you for your spirit. Thank you for the miracles and healings happening to your people. Glory be to God in their highest. In Jesus' mighty name, I pray. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Thank you for listening. God bless you till I bring another podcast your way. Remain blessed.